0: Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 64 of Health Talk with Dr. Cal. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are beginning a series on the effects of stress on the body and brain. Stress is defined as a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from almost anywhere, including events or thoughts that make you feel frustrated angry, or nervous. In small amounts, it can be a positive thing that helps you avoid danger. But today, a lot of people have chronic stress that may be harming their health. Stress can affect all your body systems, including musculoskeletal, tight muscles in the neck and shoulders, anyone? Respiratory, panic attacks and asthma attacks, cardiovascular, endocrine, gastrointestinal, reproductive, and the nervous system. Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today begins a series, a short series, on the effects of stress on the body and brain. So this week, we're going to discuss that, and then next week, we're going to follow up with mood boosters, your happy hormones. I want to welcome Dr. Kell to the show. Hi, Dr. Kell.
1: Hi, everybody. Hi, Nikki.
0: Hi. Thanks for... Uh, joining us every week to teach us, you know, the ways of healthy living.
1: Thank you, Nikki. I enjoy it. It's part Mm -hmm. of my weekly fun.
0: Yes. So before we get started about the stress, let's do a quote of the day. And that is, my reality and your reality may not be the same in the same circumstance. And that is by the one and only Dr. Cald. Dr. Kell okay tell me about this.
1: Well thank you Nikki it's funny because I just came up with that today because we're doing this on stress and and I've thought about that over the years though a lot that oftentimes when you you know put 10 people in a in the same situation and cause chaos and and everyone will react differently or at least some will react one way some another we perceive things based on our past and our past experiences And therefore, we react differently in a given situation. One person might become really stressed out. Another person stays very calm. And other people may be calm at that moment. And then minutes or hours or even days, weeks, months, even years later, when they think about that situation, they all of a sudden experience stress, even though they were calm at the time. Or other people, vice versa, they're stressed out at the time. But then later they can think about that and it doesn't bother them. Did you ever have that happen?
0: That is so true. Yeah. Sometimes like you're triggered right away, or someone is, you're seeing it, you know, them being triggered. And then then another time you might have like a conversation and they don't say anything. And then, like you said, years later or days later or weeks later, they come to you and tell you, like, you know, I've been thinking about this, and then they're upset. Or, you know, it just hits them at a different time, which is funny because you would think, you know that we process the same but we don't we don't process the same you know
1: are there things I know that I can say there are for me but are there things with you that maybe still have like happen 20 of course you're still a young woman compared to me um, <laughs> but things that happened 10 years ago or 20 years ago that <clears throat> every now and then it pops into your head and and kind of runs through your mind over and over for a little while and it Oftentimes for me, they tend to be more negative things than they are positive things, which is sad to say, but it's true. What about you?
0: Yes. In fact, this is going to sound funny, but one time um, I was reading lines. Uh, this is like one of my one and only like really cool actor experiences, but I was reading lines for Laura Linney um, with Tom Hanks because she was busy on another project. And so they just needed a reader to fill in with him while they were filming his scenes. And um it was like a crying scene. So I was like sitting in a chair as they were filming him. It was like, he was walking into a bathroom and then he came back out. I was like preparing emotionally for the scene. And you know, when you cry, sometimes you make like noises, but as an actor, you're not supposed to like make those noises in between the lines because it messes up his lines. (laughs) And so I was like doing the lines and you know, your nose is like running and you're like, (laughs) stuff like that. And then like, the the assistant director, like, came over, like, as soon as they cut, and he was like, okay, he, like, you can't make those noises. And I was, like, so embarrassed. It was so embarrassing. And so sometimes I still think about that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was so green. They call it green when you're, like, brand new, but you're, like, you know, super excited to do things, but you don't know everything yet. And so I think about that, and I just cringe because I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Of course, I cleaned it up the next couple takes, but it was still, like, oh like head slap like oh my gosh he did that whoops
1: what did tom do oh,
0: oh he was a professional he didn't care about it at all i'm sure he's used to like doing multiple takes you know for whatever they need and it wasn't a big deal but for me you know i was like oh my gosh
1: you were embarrassed
0: so yes <laughs> yeah.
1: and that still hits you now and then and when you think about it it doesn't make you feel good right
0: no, no, it's just so embarrassing. I still feel embarrassed about it, but I'm like, I know, like, nobody thinks about it now but me. Right. So it's kind of ridiculous to even care.
1: And we all do those things, right?
0: Yes. We yes,
1: get, we do. We run on and on and on in your mind. If, if you try, I'm sure uh, I know if I tried, I could probably come up with dozens of experiences where it devastated my my self-esteem or yeah. um, made me feel bad about myself, like you say, embarrassed or, or frustrated. Um, do you
0: have any that stick out?
1: Oh, I've got so many. I don't think I could pick one. Because of what we're talking about today, I don't want to go there. I made you go there. I'm sorry. Um, but oh, no. you're laughing, which is a good thing yeah. because that's an, that's a, we're going to talk about next week, the, the mood boosters. And when you laugh, you, you do cause an endorphin release. So that's good that you laughed. So you followed yeah. it up with the, the negative with the positive. And that's kind of what we're doing today or, and next week is starting out kind of with the negative and then moving on to the positive. What we're talking about today is stress effects on the body and the brain and how, what stress does to you. I, I personally believe, as I've studied the health of the body over the years, that stress is the ultimate cause of our death that uh, it causes such an extreme influence on our body that it eventually it causes it to break down and not work anymore. And usually that occurs through inflammation. And that inflammation then leads to all these diseases that eventually end our lives. Mm. So it, uh, keeping your stress in check is extremely important, and we're going to talk about that today. Here in an article called Stress Effects on the Body, and we'll have that in the uh, podcast notes and the in the link, link there to this article. It says, stress affects all systems of the body, including the musculoskeletal, respiratory, cardiovascular, endocrine, gastrointestinal, nervous, and reproductive systems. So virtually all of us, uh, the entire part of us, is affected by stress. And stress, from a certain perspective, is actually good for us. It's a protective mechanism uh, when we refer to stress. It basically, what would what would be your definition of stress, Nikki?
0: Like anything that puts you like in an uncomfortable state or worries you, like anxiety, just like anything that makes you uncomfortable.
1: Would you say depression is a part of stress, or is it, Yeah. Yeah, I think I see depression as kind of a an after effect of the stress as you because there's chemicals, hormones especially adrenaline and cortisol uh, along with others that uh, this is all related from the time you're born. These are all learned responses Uh, and sometimes we're in a situation which is new to us and so we don't have an old experience to relate to it and that in and of itself causes more stress but if you think about it from the time you're born and, and it probably occurs in the womb as well. I imagine even the fetus can feel fear and, and reacts to the mother's feelings uh, mm-hmm. as well and, and her emotions as as the baby's growing inside. And obviously as it get, reaches a point to where it's able to feel or hear sounds, uh, you know, it's in in fluid. And when you're underwater, you can hear sounds, right? You hear noises actually quite well underwater. Oh, Same yeah. kind of thing. The baby in the womb can hear all those outside noises. You know, I've thought of how a baby reacts when uh, hears parents or, or the mother and father arguing, fighting, yeah. things like that. All those things begin in the beginning, and everything we go through from you know, let's say after we're born, and everything, all the interactions, all the voices, all the all the things that we, all the five senses that are occurring, create all this understanding of our world. And then they lead to how we react today in a given situation, whether we're a child or an old person. Again, in the same situation, a child's going to probably react to a circumstance or situation and, and have a stressful experience differently than an old person might. An old person might sit there and go, like me, and go, eh, I've already been through that how many times and seen that occur, and it's just kind of expected now. And it may be a very negative event, to a young person who's never had that experience. And so that stress, that adrenaline and cortisol that kick in, that brings on the anxiety feelings, the fear feelings, the anger feelings, and then as you come down off of that, then then can be that depressed feeling. Um, do you ever react in a certain way? Like, for instance, the story you just told, uh, sounds pretty cool, by the way, to have been, got to meet those actors and actresses, but... Uh, <laughs> at least to me, I, I don't know that I really know or met that many famous people in my life. But, uh, oh, well, Either. when you're talking about that s- situation that, that you brought up, you felt embarrassment afterwards? I mean, does that embarrassment, did that lead to a feelings of depression at all?
0: Not necessarily just from that. I, I go through my ups and downs just like a lot of people do, but um, I wouldn't say it was like depression. It was more like um, the adrenaline rush of, you know, performing... And then, like the the letdown of, um, you know, there's like a, a tiredness afterward, just like because everything's a level ten, and then when you're done, it's like, whew, I just need a few days to like, you know, recuperate.
1: Well, and it's interesting you say that because that is exactly what happens under a stressful circumstance. You, you get these chemicals, these hormones in, especially in a in a an event, and, and if you compare it to, you know, a stressful situation can be many different things, right? It could be a fearful situation where you're in danger of your life or afraid for your life to competing in a sporting event, like you say, and you're, you're there performing as an actor. And that in and of itself is stressful because you're wanting to do the best you can and all that and, and want it to turn out well. And depending on the result, whether you're in a in a life-threatening circumstance, let's say you survive the life-threatening circumstance and nothing happens to you, you don't get hurt, well, you're going to have that huge burst of of chemicals hitting your brain and your nervous system, and then all of a sudden uh, that's depleted, and if you don't uh, do anything to Get the good happy hormones coming in you can feel very depressed very tired very weak and that can lead to the chronic inflammation that occurs in our body and we'll talk a little bit about that what's going on in the body under stress uh same thing with sporting if you you win the race it's great what do you mean what oh yeah yeah you're, you're let's say you're running a race against 10 other people only going to be one winner and depending on your attitude if you're the winner Everybody's cheering for you, great, and, and that adrenaline rush and, and all the good, happy hormones are kicking into because you just won and everything's wonderful and you're on a high for a while. And you go away feeling great. Depending on who you are and your personality, if you're just intense about being first and feel like a failure, if you don't get anything but first, you're going to have a huge letdown, right? Even if you got yeah. second place or third place. Even if you got a medal. It, you may just still feel crummy and depre- begin to be depressed and and uh, beat yourself up and all that stuff uh, going on. Or maybe you're the person that says, hey, I got second. That's great. I'm happy with that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know. All the way right. down to the guy that got last place that he's probably going to be the most depressed of all unless he's got an awesome awesome uh, view on life and uh, can kick in his happy hormones and go hey oh well just on to the next all good or
0: he could be saying like oh i incre- i did a better time instead of like placing right,
1: yeah. right. i mean there's there's many different things people are going to do and say and react to in those circumstances some um i mean even even the winner someone who beats, beats himself up all the time even the winner might say ah, i didn't beat my time i didn't i didn't that wasn't my fastest time you know
0: right right? yeah the weather conditions could be bad yeah anything yeah
1: or you could be the person that came up with all all excuses for why it didn't work out yeah i mean go on and on and on but what's going on in your body when this occurs what's really happening and i'm just going to mention a few things how detrimental this stress and how you react to the situation that's so significant and how the body reacts how your brain reacts a stressful situation. Uh, and anything can bring on that anxiety. Anytime you're just out among human beings, you can have anxiety, right? Simple conversations bring certain people anxiety and all the other things we discuss. But what's going on in your body? What really happens? Well, you, you that adrenaline and the cortisol... As they affect everything, they cause all your muscles to tighten throughout your body. And a lot of people who are dealing with chronic stress every day. I mean, some people they get up in the morning and they just go to work. And just going to work and being with all these people. Some sometimes you go to work and maybe you're not the uh, the person in in the community. I know since uh, COVID, a lot of people stopped going to the office. I, I imagine stress levels have actually declined significantly during COVID because of that. Being in an office with dozens or hundreds of people can be a wonderful experience for people or can be a very stressful experience for people kind of like high school you know you you remember going to high school and and it seems like everybody are you're the popular person and everybody's saying hi to you and treating you wonderful or you're the one that kind of walks along the hall and you're lucky if anybody says hey and yeah. you know that wide range there and 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 how it affects you but if you if you're dealing with stress uh, and your person who has a hard time coping with stress, you likely will live a shorter life uh, because mm-hmm. you, you increase the inflammation throughout your body, the high levels of, of hormones that occur under the stressful circumstances cause uh, ill effects on your organs, ill effects on your muscles, ill effects on your nervous system, and ill effects on your brain. Like, for instance, con- chronic stress causes muscles in the body to be in a more or less constant state of guardedness, so they're always tight. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, I can really tell when someone comes in to see me as a patient, I'm doing adjustments on the spine, they have a hard time relaxing and letting go so that it helps uh, manipulate the, the joints, and uh, when I can get them to relax, everything goes in smoothly. Uh, sometimes we'll do the muscle work just to get all those muscles to let go so then we can better do an adjustment. And mm. by the way, those adjustments and that muscle work help release the good, happy hormones. So see your chiropractor. Get those happy hormones improved. But we'll talk more about that next week.
0: Dr. Tell, what go did ahead. you say? What, what all is affected? The muscles, the nervous system?
1: Everything. Uh, musculoskeletal system. Your lungs, the respiratory system. Heart. And your blood vessels, your cardiovascular system, the endocrine system, which is the system that actually produces all the hormones, uh, different glands in the body, and we'll talk more about that in the next podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see uh, the gastrointestinal system, your your stomach, and your intestines, your nervous system, so all the nerves throughout your body, everything going down from your brain down your spinal cord out to all your organs and. And hands and feet, etc. And your reproductive system is affected by stress. So wow. let's just kind of go through this list. So there's a little bit about the muscles. You can possibly be guarding under the muscles, your lungs. Studies show that acute stress such as death of a loved one can actually trigger asthma attacks, uh, mm-hmm. rapid breathing or hyperventilation. Some people are prone to panic attacks. Have you ever had a panic attack?
0: No, I don't think so, but I've had stress, just not a panic attack, where you, like, start breathing, um, like, rapidly and that thing?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Hyperventilating, and just feeling like you can't get enough air, uh, can't think straight, uh, and just can't relax. Uh, So I can't say that I ever actually would call it, or say that I'd officially had a panic attack, but I've been around people that have had panic attacks, and, you know, that's when you... Okay, here's the get a paper bag or have them breathe into a bag. So basically, they're they're uh, breathing more carbon dioxide into their system, and uh, helps slow the breathing down and and uh, helps them calm down. So you know the leading cause of death that we've talked about before in the world is uh, and especially in the United States is cardiovascular disease. Uh, more people die of uh, cardiovascular disease than anything else number one cause of damage to the cardiovascular system is stress. You know, we always talk about the cholesterol. Well, what's causing the increase in cholesterol? Stress. Stress causes your liver to produce more cholesterol. I think one of the most important things that we can do is begin to learn of ourselves and recognize when we're dealing with stress. Recognize Mm -hmm. those moments. Oh, I'm feeling anxious. Oh, and And depressed is a follow-up feeling of of these hormones occurring and then being depleted and then you feel it down. Um, So it's so important to, if you've reached a point of depression, you know, of course, everybody can feel depressed for a few moments or minutes. But if it's ongoing, ongoing, you just have a day where you just can't get out of that depressed state. We're going to talk more next week about how you do that.
0: But I was just wondering. I was thinking about how you said cardiovascular disease stress is the number one damage it increases your cholesterol so I was thinking like in my mind um, okay so when I get stressed out sometimes I don't even realize I am but I start um, eating more chocolate or something that's gonna make me it's almost like numbing or something well
1: it's interesting you mis- mentioned chocolate because chocolate actually does cause a uh, uh, your body to release uh, some of your happy hormones and again, we'll get more into that next week. So, uh, dark chocolate and just regular chocolate both can do that. Dark chocolate's a little healthier for you, but uh, yeah. um, doesn't taste as quite as sweet as and we get in.
2: You don't
0: even realize that you're in that stressed out. Like you said, like you don't. You should learn to recognize when yes. you're in the stressed out phase. Sometimes you're just like so wrapped up in it that you don't realize it until like you, you've had a night to sleep on it, and then you wake up and go, "Oh wow, look what I did," you know.
1: Exactly. I, yeah, you're yeah. right. And and you think about when you feel stress, it, it's triggered by different things, and, and triggered by different things in different people. Uh, mm-hmm. And stress can build um, if you're in a given sit. For instance, I I like I have a hobby of of working on cars and and collect collectibles, uh, collectible cars. When I work on those cars, as a hobby, and can find it to be a stress reliever. However, it can also be adding to my stress when I go to fix something or change something or paint something or uh, and, and I go to do it and and ultimately it doesn't work out or it doesn't function the way I mm-hmm. initially intended. And, and then if I got to do it over and over and over again, the stress builds, the stress builds, the stress builds. And, and as I begin to recognize it now, today, as I get in those kinds of circumstances, I realized the best thing for me to do if if I complete a task and it didn't work, is to depending on if if I immediately get the answer to the to the fix, then I would continue to do it. But if I don't have an answer, best for me to just walk away. Because if I keep mm. keep pounding on that bent nail trying to straighten it out right there, instead of just taking out the nail and putting in a new one, if that's a, an understandable example, um, mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I many times not uncommon. You know, I just keep pounding that bent nail, thinking I'm gonna get it straight, bend it back out straight, <laughs> pound a little more, and it just keeps bending until finally it breaks off. My, my point being is that I've learned that if I keep going down that path when I'm not sure of how to fix the problem, it, it just adds to more anxiety, stress, and eventually depression. And so, but if I walk away, think through it more, maybe discuss possibilities with other people call other experts like i have done with the cars and try to look and figure out the answers with people who know better than i do ultimately it ends with completing the job and getting it done and works
0: out and it's great again yeah like a clear perspective on it. yes so when you
1: walk- exactly just um, and my point here is Best thing we all can do is just beginning to realize when we're in a state of stress, sometimes you can't instantly get out of that stress. But recognizing that your stress levels are increasing, your your heart rate is increasing, your muscles are contracting in your shoulders and around your neck, you're beginning maybe to get a headache. What do you want to do? I mean, we're going to talk more next week about really what to do, but you need to come up with a plan on how to deal with that. Some people just take, take three deep breaths. Just take, close your eyes. Take three deep breaths. Think of something positive. Uh, that alone can change your whole situation. But uh, you know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you have things that you do when you feel stressed? Do you have a routine, I guess would be the word, uh, a, a routine to follow uh, when uh, you recognize you're stressful? Uh, commit to some kind of a routine or maybe two or three of them where you just follow a few steps uh, to uh, bring the stress level down. Interestingly enough, when you're in stress, extreme stress tends to freeze the mind. Mild stress tends to help you think of solutions. So uh, a little bit is better, but one who's totally calm or maybe has a mild amount of stress can tend to think more clearly than someone who's kind of in overdrive. You know, the fight and flight mechanism of the sympathetic nervous system when that adrenaline and cortisol kick in, it, it's all about survival. So, in reality, it, it the idea is to run, to flee, get, go yeah. save yourself, go go somewhere where you're safe. But unfortunately, we have so many different levels that oftentimes aren't life-threatening, but it still kicks in. Your your system still stress system still still goes off, and uh, if it escalates, then it can be worse and worse and more and more, that kicking in. I don't know that we need to really go into it and say that uh, things like adrenaline and cortisol connected with the hypothalamus and, and the adrenal glands and they cope with each other. The cortisol is coming out of the adrenal glands and the adrenaline from the from the hypothalamus pituitary area of the brain and they're all interconnected and work together to to keep that stress going on,
0: yeah, it's almost like sometimes you never quite get out of the stress
1: zone. Well, and for people who are constantly in that and don't come up with ways to to uh, get their happy hormones working and get their uh, health back, thing can go on and on and lead to things like chronic fatigue, uh, metabolic disorders, severe depression, immune disorders often occur in the gastrointestinal system. and. Let's talk for a minute about the, everything from your mouth down through coming out the other end is what I consider part of the gastrointestinal system or the GI tract. Uh, you're taking it in, and it's working its way through. And as you go through that system, how, how does stress affect that? It affects it significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, your digestive processes are altered when you're in a state of stress. Your digestion can shut down, the movement of the intestines will slow, and mm-hmm. that stuff will sit inside you longer. The production of different hormones and how they interact with the body, you have uh, literally millions of neurons in your gastrointestinal tract, and they connect back to the brain. And what goes on inside the gut goes, affects what you think in the brain, and what you think in the brain affects how the gut works. If you're having those stressful thoughts and feelings, it will cause tightening of that muscle, slowing of the functions, and then you can get things like bloating, gas, acid reflux, and uh, can lead to more severe conditions of irritable bowel and all that, et cetera, later on. So highly important that uh, you shut that process down as soon as possible when you recognize you're in a stressful situation. I always,
0: that always happens to me. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. When I travel, I'm sure a lot of other people, like the listeners, have, you know, when they travel, I feel like my bowel shut down for at least the first two to three days. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't gone to the bathroom. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. this is not normal. And then I have to usually take something to help restart them.
1: And that's emotional. That is totally emotional. Yeah. Uh, So those are circumstances where possibly you could come up with some routines to put yourself through as the trip begins you might find that
0: changes is that something we're discussing next week yeah we're going to
1: go over some routines along with basically about how to get your happy hormones working and shut down the uh, the stressor hormones I just wanted to mention, too, just I always like these little tidbits in some of these articles where they say, Mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief, stress (laughs) does not increase acid production in the stomach, nor cause stomach ulcers. Stomach ulcers are caused by bacteria. And as we've mentioned previously in other podcasts, that bacteria grows when your acid levels are not low enough or they're too high. So the bacteria is allowed to grow because it will not grow when the acid levels are normal. So when you take antacids, that can lead to ulcers because you're raising the pH in your gut, which might help if you're burping things up into your esophagus, so it reduces the burn in your esophagus, but now it allows the bacteria in your gut to grow and that bacteria starts eating eating away at your intestinal wall causing ulcers, causing sores. So.
0: Yeah, because you think like, oh, I'm so stressed out. My ulcer's acting up.
1: Exactly. the The stress also sure. can affect, uh, can affect your direct uh, assimilation of nutrients that are in your stomach, going through your intestines, as they're absorbed in the small intestine, uh, where the majority of absorption occurs. If that muscle is not relaxed. And functioning normally, it can keep you from absorbing the, the nutrients well. And then they just pass through you and move out. So chronic stress, even though you may be eating right, and eating right will help you deal with your stress better. If you're dealing with chronic stress, your emotional system is messed up. So you need to deal with your emotions. I would say in combination, when we have a patient come in here and we evaluate them, we look at, you know, what's their major problem here? Are they dealing with a lot of stress? If it is, we need to work on their emotional issues first. If they seem to be okay with their stress levels, but they're still having gut issues, then we're probably going to work on their nutrition first. If they're coming in with aches and pains and body issues or injuries, then of course we work on the physical first and add the nutrition and see if the emotional thing is there. But that chronic stress thing requires emotional help first.
0: Make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I was just thinking about when I first came in to see you guys, I, I was getting adjusted by you and you were like you know you should really think about um, the emotional release technique probably because i was talking to you about things you know mm-hmm. you're real mm-hmm. oh you have a lot more going on here <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: no it it uh, sometimes i can recognize in people they you know that that is part of the problem and even with musculoskeletal pain those can be uniquely tied to emotional stress as well i mean every, you know it's always kind of people always seem to say, oh, I care my stress and my shoulders. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? We all do. Uh, we're feeling yeah. stress. It tightens the muscles up around our neck and our shoulders. Why does that occur? It's kind of like a cat who's afraid and the hair stands up on its back. That is actually caused by their muscles. Basically, it's putting them in a mode, I'm ready to run if I need to.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, The uh, this article talks... Goes on to about specifics of different organs, how it affects men, how it affects women, how it affects your pregnancy. Uh, specifics there, I don't know that we need to really ne- need to go into those things, but it can affect your ability to get pregnant. It can lower um, a man's sperm count. It mm. can uh, cause uh, menstruation problems in women and uh, affect you during menopause. Mm. Go on and on and on about those kinds of things during pregnancy it can even cause people to miscarry.
0: So Oh yeah. Yeah, they say that. Like you have to be careful like if you're um having some issues with bleeding or that type of thing while you're pregnant, they'll be like, "Okay, you need to be on bed rest or you know, they'll take away a lot of mm-hmm. your stress by yep. just keeping you in a bed." <laughs> yes, and so
1: that's what we'll go into more about in the next podcast and well, I hope this Podcast on stress has been helpful and help you to better recognize personally when you're feeling stressed out. Please listen to uh, the following podcast, uh, Podcast 65. Yes. Is that correct? Podcast 65 up on uh, boosting your mood and and your happy hormones. We'll talk more about those issues and what you can do. So, first, recognize it. Begin to focus on thinking Am I stressed? When do I feel anxiety? When do I feel fear? When do I feel uh, upset about things? And then write down, sit down and think about it. What am I going to do when I feel that way? And we'll talk about yeah. that next.
0: That was a great summary. Thank you, Dr. Kell. I was just thinking through all the different systems we covered and how your body reacts. And that was that was perfect. So thank you for educating us on that. And I'm really looking forward to next week when we discuss our happy hormones and how to, you know, uh, recognize and not correct, but yeah. Alter, Alter yeah.
1: improve or boost. Improve, I'm yeah,
0: exactly. Boost.
1: Boost your mood.
0: Okay. Boost Get right. your mood. Boost That's your clear. mood.
1: Turn off the stress.
0: Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you learned something today. And if you did, please share it with a friend or family member.
1: Thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. For questions or comments, please email us at Kell at gmail.com. That's d-r-k-e-l-l at gmail.com. You'll find the lowest prices on Standard Process Whole Food Supplements at holistichealth.standardprocess.com. As always, we recommend you seek nutritional advice from a qualified healthcare professional before starting a supplement program. And for natural and organic health and hygiene products, see our sponsor's website at oceanbaynaturals.com.
2: While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.